Any questions? Yes. Um, regarding your book's name is Sakyamandala. Sakyamandala. Ideas how sadhana practitioners could be using your book in their own sadhana? <laughs> yeah, by reading it <laughs> would be good. <laughs> It'll be very, very helpful. Sure, It'll be very useful. That's what it's for. It's just for that. Hmm. Therefore, it includes different, different uh, types of kram, shuddha, shravan, opportunity to hear systematically about Krishna's pastimes, both in terms of the Prakat Leela, hmm, which ha- is like a trailer, so to speak, of the movie of the Uppercut or Unmanifest Leela. And there's um, much to be learned from that. Hmm. It, after all, it, 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 it appears in the world for the purpose of showcasing that Leela. So, um, how to hear about that Leela in a systematic way that um, in this case for those in pursuit of Sakirasa and then the uh, Kramshuddha Shavan in relation to the Aprakat Leela which is then a uh, the unmanifest Leela and the uh, and then the the, the frame of that movie, hmm? the particular frame of that movie that that, that is the the uh, um, the focus of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. So you know, you, you, so within the Prakat Leela, then with regard to Sakura, certain chapters of the Bhagavatam, for example, that speak about the Prakat Leela are. Um, significant and certain chapters are not particularly so but some features of them do focus on that particular Bhava so to write about the Prakadlila retelling of that with from that angle of vision it affords the devotees a chance to hear about the Leelas from that vantage point hmm? that is called in Bhaktivinotakra's terms, Kram Shuddha Shravan, so a systematic hearing. Hmm? And this is a, an aspect of uh, Raghunuga Bhakti, the, uh, a practice, three of which types of practice are emphasized by Rupa Goswami or outlined by Rupa Goswami in his uh, treatment of that subject, that type of sadhana. Raghunuga Sadhana in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So to hear about, hmm, and in the context of hearing about, to, re- to remember and contemplate what you hear about, what you're going to think about, and it's also what you're going to talk about. Hmm. So hearing and talking about that, and, um, and uh, remembering in a systematic way, instead of, let's read the Krishna book. One reads to let's read about the marriage of Rukmini, and now tomorrow let's read about uh, uh, how Mother Yasoda bound Krishna up, and so forth. So that would be not very systematic, focused. So with a focus, right? And then, as I say, for the for the unmanifest for the manifest Leela on Earth, which has a has a Type of a some, comparatively speaking, emphasis on chronology. Overall, the Leela narratives will not have an emphasis on chronology and plot hmm? as much as they will on uh, uh, emotional uh, f- feeling of the moment. It's like the difference between in cinematography between Hollywood and Bollywood. So in Hollywood, the plot is very important, and the chronology and so forth. In Bollywood, 
the affective emotional experiences. Therefore, there's, uh, I mean, this is the, the direction that Hollywood has gone, let's say, comparatively. Hmm? Whereas in Bollywood, then we will often turn into dance and music and to feel the feeling of the moment and to showcase that. So even Indian history is like that. It's not so much of an emphasis on chronology. And none of the sacred texts have been written with as much with that in mind as to as to afford people experience of the quality of the time that's being mentioned. So that's an important point when we're talking about Kram, Shruta, Shravan, you know, systematically. But systematically, it doesn't mean with an emphasis on chronology per se. But there will be in the, the, the it is I should say in the in the Leela narrative of the Bhagavatam of the Prakat Leela obviously some more emphasis on chronology than than with regard to the Aprakat Leela because it does move in a in a in a in a in a line from Krishna's birth to hmm, to killing of Kamsa and so forth right and everything and things unfold at certain times. So there's a point in the unfolding of the Prakat Leela where the Braj Leela is fully manifest. Hmm. Right? Govardhan Leela's happened, so there's Govinda Kund. Hmm. Hmm. So there can be a Dan Keli Leela. Because hmm. Dan Keli Leela, the toll booth Leela, involves the gopis going to a sacrifice at Govinda Kund. After the killing of Rastasura, then Radhakund, Shamakund are formed, right? Hmm. So, gradually, the entirety of the Braj Leela, so to speak, is manifest chronologically. Now what we do, so there's some emphasis there on chronology comparatively to the Aprakat Leela. The Aprakat Leela, then we take just this this frame. You take once Aristasura is killed hmm, and Radhakund is formed and just before Krishna goes to Mathura. Stop. Don't go to Mathura. Braj is fully manifest, right? All the facility for for uh, for Parakia, for example, hmm, that is there. Then that window. Hmm. So this is then the focus of the Astakali Lagrantas for the uppercut um, um, Lila Smarnam or uh, or he, in this case hearing. So hearing about the Lilas systematically in this regard. So from the vantage point of Sakiras in, in this particular book. Hmm, with regard to the Prakat Leela and the Aprakat Leela. Hmm. So, in the book it's called, Sakyamandal means circle of friends, right? So you have a circumference, and the circumference is the tattva, chapters about the tattva, within which, hmm, that's the parameters or the, the circumference, within which is the circle of friends. If you're outside of the tattva, you're not in the circle. Hmm. So it's important to understand the tattva. So the first section of the book is is the circumference. So some chapters about the tattva of Sakyarasa. Hmm. What is the birth of Sakyarasa? What is uh, uh, so the nature of Balde, for example? What, how does it play out in the in the Gaur Leela? Hmm. Historically, come to us from Braj to Gaur Leela, and how has it played out over the centuries? Hmm. That current. Hmm. Um, and then, so, what is Raganuga Bhakti, which is the path in general? And then within that, what is the Sambandhanuga, which is the type of Raganuga Bhakti that is, that is, that in which uh, Sakirasa is, is, uh, is followed. Hmm? Right? So, and then, and then something in particular also about uh, at least a chapter about the type of Sakyarasa that um, is 
is like yogurt with the sugar of madhurya added to it. Hmm. That's narmasaka bhav, the, the most intimate form of sakiras. It, it extends uh, it exceeds in intimacy the uh, vatsalya rasa. Hmm. So, you, so these are some ideas, the tattvat section. Then you have the radius. Right? So then that's, that's the retelling of the prakat lila. Hmm. And that will cover, of course, all the way from Kumar to Kishore, because it begins, and this is one of the features of Sakirasa, that it, 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 it pertains to all of Krishna's ages. Hmm. But Salyaras pertains to Kumar, and Madhuryarasa pertains to Kishore. Sakirasa pertains to the end of the uh, Kumar, Sesh Kumar, all the way through Kishore. One of its features. Yeah? No. I didn't want to interrupt, but I do have a question. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, I'll stop in a minute. We'll ask the question, answer the question. So, um, <clears throat> um, so anyway, in the radius and the, 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 the retelling of the the the, 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 the and then the center, it's the retelling of the apricot lila as is told in the different Astakalila Grantas, but now from the, from, and the, and most of them are all sp- written from the vantage point of Mudraya Rasa and Manjari Bhava. And Nainananda Thakur in his work um, has a kind of a brief, and, they're, they're, and those others are written in Sanskrit poetry and, and so forth. It's difficult to access. We were speaking about this earlier today. One has to have Adhikar within Bhakti, one has to have adhikar within Sanskrit poetics and <laughs> on top of that to really get out of it what somebody would have gotten out of it at the time who had that type of qualification hmm? who was Rupa Goswami Krishna's Kaviraj Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur who's the other one? no no, that's he later, earlier. Uh, Kavi Karnapur, they all wrote Astakali Lagrantas in Sanskrit poetry, Kavya. So it was written with a certain audience in mind, and, it, and it's not someone from Asheville. <laughs> in the broader sense, it is, right? But that's why we have a guru parampara. Hmm. So in an ongoing way, it has to be written about, talked about, explained, and in different cultural settings, and in such a way that that we that um, um, that it will be shared with those who have uh, eligibility. So they have to be rational. They have to be. Um, it, it could be written in English, for example. Hmm. Uh, different criterion, right? Bhaktas from different parts and. And so forth. So this is covered by the by the concept of Guru Parampara, and the, the, therefore the ongoing need for re-explaining, retelling, in a way that will be more compelling to the particular audience of the time. Hmm? You follow? So, so, um, <clears throat> so. So anyway, then, then the center is this retelling of the apricot. But that also, as I say, most of the apricot uh, meditations, if you will, is astakal. Astakal means eight divisions. So taking Krishna's day, 24 hours, and dividing it into eight different uh, divisions. What he does pre-dawn, where he is at pre-dawn, where he is in the morning, where he is in the mid-morning, what he's doing in the midday. Afternoon, evening, night, and so forth. Most of them are about what two, two and a half hours, and then the midday is uh, the two and a half times six is what fifteen. Fifteen, and you need you need nine more 
hours, right? So, hmm? Nine more. To make 24. Yeah. No. <laughs> 15 and 9 is 24. So then, so then the, the midday Leela and the late night Leelas, they're longer. Hmm? Two, 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 two plus. Hmm? Twice plus. Makes it, which is some emphasis on them. Hmm? Um, so uh, this interest, this Astakalila, of course, it, it's uh, this idea of this is found first in the Sanat Kumar Samhita, hmm? which is a a section of the Shiva Purana. There you will find this all these these divisions discussed, and the prototype of the handmaiden of Radha, the Manjari. It's an odd place to find it, you might think, huh? Shiva Purana. Hmm? But you may also note that Sanatana Goswami is sometimes thought of in the tradition as a partial I- incarnation of Sanat Kumar, hmm? who wrote the Samhita. Hmm? That part. <laughs> that part of Sanat Kumar. Hmm? Um, but only only partially. Hmm? Because the higher end of Sanat Kumar, hmm? you find it in the Barka Sampradaya. It's a type of Gopi Bhav, but a little different. Kumaras were checked at the gate of Baikuntha, and because of their offense to the gatekeepers, actually, they could not get Dasya Bhav, Dasya Rasa, although they had the opportunity. So they were degraded from the, from the potential because of Aparad. This is an example of how by aparad in bhav one's bhav can be downgraded. They had the potential by that association for Dasya Bhav, but they abused and but they did get they did get Bhav, they got Shantabhav, Shantarasa. Hmm? But the unique hmm? is that Well, the unique feature of Shantarasa in comparison to the other rasas in Rupa Goswami's system is that Unlike Dasirasa, unlike Sakirasa, Vatsalirasa, or Madhuryarasa, it can the stai for Shanta, the dominant emotion that, that out of which the Shantarasa or um, um, passive adoration arises in aesthetic rapture, that stai above can be changed by association. Your dasirasa stayibhav, or the dominant emotion that defines you as a dasya or as a saka, hmm, or as a, as a gopi, that can't be changed. Hmm. Neither would anybody want it to be changed, right? So, um, but shantaras can. So later in the Bhagavatam, I think the story at Jaivijaya is in the third canto. I think right? later in the fourth canto, we find the same kumaras hearing from Sankarshan. Hmm? Bhagavatam. There's another origin of the Bhagavatam. Brahma. In the Brahma Sampradaya, heard it from Krishna in four verses. The Kumaras heard it so the, from uh, Sankarshan. So then here they have opportunity through the Bhagavatam narrative to change their position. Hmm. And we find uh, that in Gopaltapani Upanishad, being further curious, you can say, about the Bhagavatam, they inquire from Brahma. Hmm? It's such that the answers of Brahma to these questions of the sages is the manifestation of, in the Upanishads, the Gopal mantra, the 18 syllable mantra. Hmm? Gopal Tapa. Tapa. Tapani. We were speaking about this earlier. Hmm? Shed light. So tapa means knowledge. It means austerity. Austerity means knowledge. Because if you, if you, if you, the senses are prone towards the sense objects, and that is, in a word, ignorance. Hmm? Attachment to sense objects is the womb from which suffering is born, hmm? and the basis of our suffering 
is ignorance. It has no beginning. Ignorance has no beginning. So, tapa, then, if it means austerity, we can render it. It means turning the senses away from their tendency towards identifying with the sense objects and and as a result of uh, contacting outward the sense objects, an identity is formed. Hmm? You understand? Hmm. Through the senses, identification with sense objects, an identity is formed. Hmm. We were talking a little bit about Sankhya the other day, right? So... The Bhagavad Sankhya is, is, is different in, 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 in a couple of ways. One of the ways is different is the way we were talking about it, that Buddhi comes out of, out of um, Ankara um, in touch with Rajaguna. And so I, uh, I think, I might have said it differently, but the, the, the senses also come from there. Hmm. Uh, so Ankara, anyway, so Ankara, senses, sense objects, and I is... But uh, but but so austerity means then to turn away from that. That's the natural tendency to sacrifice that, to give that up. So that's a sacrifice, not of things, but of knowledge, which is said to be a higher form of sacrifice in the Gita. Right. So to turn inward, to forego the sense objects, not allow that false identity to arise. So this is what Brahma was 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 in the, the universe spoke to him the intelligence said tapa tapa you're looking for your source look within sacrifice what that's 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 different I've got these instruments there through them I gather knowledge and information but practically saying. I can't use them for finding out who I am. I can't get that information. In fact, I'll get a, I'll get fake news. <laughs> right, <laughs> a distortion. <laughs> so, t- turn turn them off, hmm? so to speak, and look within. So this is a sacrifice of. Knowledge, knowing, an act of knowing that is uh, of a sacrificial nature that's contrary to the way it would seem. It's very Zen, right? Hmm. Less is more. Huh? What? That doesn't seem like. How does that play out, right? Hmm. Well, this is what Brahman was told look within. Hmm. So he, he turned inward, and, and what's inward is the self. And the self is the closest thing in the world to our source. Hmm? It's the ray of the sun, that uh, of the Godhead, so to speak. So, and you can you can turn within. Hmm? In in in, in Satvaguna, you can know yourself. You can become self-realized within the influence of Satvaguna. That's why. Self-realization is not a big thing because it's like coming close but losing, coming in second. You understood yourself, but you still can't get out. Right? There's a big <coughs> argument in Brihad Bhagavatamrita between the bhakti school and the Gyan school. Hmm. And, and Sanatana Goswami is, of course, commenting on it. And, and as he goes forward in the end, he says, all right, anyway, so the, 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 the bhakti school gives in. Yes, it's true. That without bhakti, hmm. you can become self-realized. So, at that point, the Gyanis are, <sighs> okay, we, have, we rest our case. There it is. And you admit it, and then they're knocked out entirely. Because hmm. then the bhakti school comes back and says, "But what's that? Hmm? You realized yourself, hmm? but you have not 
realized Brahman. You've not, you're not able to enter into Brahman. It's worse. It's it's like, and he came in second. Okay, <laughs> very good. Thank. You. Now, <laughs> onto the winner over here, right? So, so uh, attaining the penultimate state, but but not the final. Videha mukti problem. So, um, so what was the point? So. So tapa, hmm? so tapa means austerity. Hmm? It means austerity means to sacrifice, hmm? to to give up, hmm? to re- restrain oneself, hmm? rather than to exploit and to take, to step back, not not take. Hmm? So Brahma was um, advised by the by the universal intelligence. So to speak, right? And um, and then, of course, Krishna appeared before him and gave him the 18-syllable Gopal mantra. His guru he got a guru out of that. Uh, but tapa means austerity. It means light. It means knowledge. I'm saying that this light means knowledge. It's a way of saying, you know, turn on the lights, right? Um, uh, to shed light on something. To know it, hmm. and austerity turns us within. Even if we are forced to do it, I've sometimes said that. Let's say you got kidnapped and you, and you were held in prison somewhere. How, how do you deal with that? You have to internalize your, and philosophize about your situation in order to get through it, right? You, you, there's no facility for going out, so you, you, you to survive in that situation you have to be even by forced austerity hmm? yes there, there's a you come to a, a bigger picture hmm? so to go within is to find uh, the more and then of course krishna appeared before him and gave him the gopal mantra 18 syllable gopal mantra this is the mother of all krishna mantras that mantra is uh, revealed in the Gopal Tapa Upanishad, and by Brahma, who had received it from Krishna at the dawn of creation, to by way of answering questions by the Kumaras. Hmm? Excuse me, Hurupa Goswami also cites in his Radhika Stavaka, hmm? he says, Karunam Kurumai Karuna Barite Sanaka Sanatan Barnita Charite. In one sense, he's saying this Radhika, who I'm speaking, writing a poem about, with all these poetic expressions glorifying this girl, Gokul Taruni Mandala Mohite. In the Braj Mandal, she is the, the best of the Gokul Tarunis, the young girls. I'm writing about a young girl. Someone might wonder, <laughs> what are you, a sannyasi, writing about a young girl for and describing her dress and decoration and her associates and, and so on and so forth. And, hmm. Well, she's Karuna, Karuna Kurumai. Uh, she is the, the personification of grace and and she's sung about by, by, by the Kumaras who are known to be very sober people. Oh, hmm. something must be something, not an ordinary girl, something like that. So he refers there to the Kumaras. And so there's a, an idea in a Gaudiya Sampraya that Sanatana has some partial feature of Kumaras. So we take this uh, into consideration, all these points. Sanatana goes, from the Sanatana Kumara Samhita comes this Astakalela and the prototype for the Manjari. And Rupa Goswami is a follower of Sanatana Goswami. He took and wrote, I think, 11 verses about that Astakalila Samarnam, and he gave it to Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and said, expand on this. So he wrote 3,000 3, slokas, I think it is. 
Govinda Lilamrita Kijai. Govinda Lilamrita amongst the Astaka Lila Grantas is the most broad. Kavikarnapur's work and the er, and the later and the still even later work of Vishwanachakuritaka are much more um, tightly focused on Manjari Bhava. Hmm? And Krishna's Kaviraj, as we also find in his Chaitanya Sharatamrita, gives a more broader hmm? it, that's the focus as well. That's definitely the angle from which he writes. But he he writes some beautiful um, sections about Patsaliras and Sakiras also, even Dasiras and, and so on. Hmm? He's a little broader in his Rupanugaism. But another another topic that came up earlier today. What is Rupanuga? Maybe we'll segue into that. We'll see as we go on. But um, um, but in this way, these um, we have the Prakat Lila as it's envisioned, experienced, and written about by Vyas, spoken about by Sugadev in the Bhagavatam, and then in our own Sampradaya, of course, we have the commentaries on that, and then we have these powerful Astakal uh, Lila Gruntas that are really more of a focus on Aprakat Lila. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it's, uh, to help, those are meant to help sadhakas in Raghunuga Bhakti to understand the land and the people and who they are, how they interact, and, and to accent the feelings appropriately and so forth. So, um, in our book, then, we are writing about that also. I mentioned that, that an exception to that foundation, Madhurya Ras foundation, in terms of writing about the Astakalila, is found in Nine and the Thakur's book, Prayobhakti Rasarnava, where in Bengali, prose, not in Sanskrit poetry, hmm, and and in very in brief, rather than in thirty, you know, three thousand verses, for example, he has written about the Astakal Lila from the vantage point of a Priyasaka. That means a friend of Krishna, whose rati is Keval, exclusively. Sakya, not Sakya bundled with Dasya or bundled with uh, Batsalya. We find that also in Braj. We also find Dasya touched by by Sakya. All, practically all the Dasya Bhakti in Braj is touched by Sakya. Well, that's an important talk in itself. But but um, and then we find, of course, this is also how Sakyaras touches all the sectors. So can be combined, bundled together with 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 dasya. It's looking from sakya down to dasya. It can be combined with or bundled together with vatsalya, and it can be in a different way mixed with madhurya, like you might mix yogurt with sugar. It makes it sweeter. That is the priyanarma saka. So that. Is a particular angle of vision hmm, where you have Sakya rasa and Madhurya rasa. Their rasas can be combined. Hmm. Some of them can be combined in which, in such that the the dominant rasa, if you combine it with another, it will cause it to to intensify and be embellished. Hmm. Then there are those rasas that are not compatible. So if you try to combine those. Then it will cause the the, uh, the angi rasa, the principal rasa in this case, to be contract. Hmm. It won't it won't help it. No, so we, that's to be avoided. Like in a, in poetic poetry, for example, or in the in the practical life, in the Braj. So Madhurya rasa is a different foundation from Sakya rasa, but they're very compatible. Hmm. So compatible that when they're mixed as they can be in uh, in the case of the Narmasakas, the most intimate friends of Krishna who have sympathy 
for his romantic life. We'd like to assist him in that. Hmm? That, that this is called a special bhav. Now, the different rasas can combine hmm? temporarily. And the, the primary rasa in this case, we'll call it the angi rasa, the body, combined with another favorable rasa, which is like an anga, a limb. So it becomes a limb, that of the rasa, and it, as I say, it nourishes the primary rasa in this case, the, the angi rasa. The anga rasa nourishes the angi rasa. Hmm. Kind of like so that Angiras is kind of acting like a Sanchari Bhav, because it will come and it will go. Hmm? But the you, an interesting thing about the Priyanarmasaka Bhav is that um, it comes. Hmm? It's not always fully expressed, but it's always there because as soon as Krishna, or even before, even he starts to think romantically, it's it's there to assist him. So it's a unique rasa in the kingdom of, of rasa. Just like the Manjari Baba is a very unique form of uh, Madhuri rasa. Hmm. And so uh, that's why these two are prominent in, 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 in Agodhya uh, Sampradaya, with Madhuri rasa and Manjari Baba being more prominent. But um, So with regard to a narrative or a, a retelling of the a typical day in the life of Krishna. So that has not been, we don't have an example of that, to do that from that vantage point of the Narmasaka. Hmm. It's very intertwined with uh, Madhuri Ras. I mean, that's the whole idea. It's, it's Sakya Ras plus. So, therefore, it's said that without the Priyanarmasaka, there cannot be Parakya. It's a very strong point of, of made in Ujwal Nilmani, in the commentaries. And in fact, poetically speaking, Madhurya Ras is said to be personified as a Priyanarmasaka. Yeah. So, for the intrigues of that, for the Parakya, for Parakya, that kind of Madhurya Bhav. These people are these these friends are necessary. Hmm. So um, so so the center of the book is looking at that. I just finished the second of the eight chapters on that, so there's six more to go on that. Hmm. That'll be the center. That'll be the end. Then I have a couple of appendixes, but but yeah, it will be, it will be useful for those who are interested in Saki Bhav. It's written for them, for my friends, etc. So, and it will be good. It will be good for those interested in the Manjari Bhav to understand these type of companions, how to interact with them, mm-hmm. because unfortunately, we've seen um, 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 quite a misunderstanding on that part, uh, part of some who, in the name of being interested in Manjari Bhav, think that uh, Prinarmasaka is bad, or something like that, to avoid them. Hmm. I've heard that. Not 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 a good idea. So, yes, this will be useful. And, uh, I hope that's the intention. Do you have someone helping you with some of the Sanskrit verses and the translations? Uh, well, I have some translations. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have. Uh, couple of disciples who have degrees in Sanskrit also. Brigu and um, Shastravani. Shastravani is getting his PhD in Sanskrit now. So sometimes I if I see different translations and I'm not entirely happy with it from a point of view of Siddhanta that doesn't that doesn't then I send to them what it what has been what exactly this word and then like that. It's a little help from my friends. <laughs> so, yes, you're. Um, I was wondering how the different soccer groups see the three non suckers. Like when they're all together, what's their view of them? Well, 
I see him as friends. Hmm? They're all they're all equals. Hmm? And they, I mean, they they see their interest in that in their midst. Then they're always they have their utensilries, so they get messages. They have to convey them and whisper them and so forth. So they're peculiar in that way. Hmm? Otherwise, they're the same. Pretty much like other sakas, but um, their uh, y- uniqueness, uh, if you will, amongst the sakas is, is going to primarily be manifest in a setting hmm, where Krishna is uh, openly dealing with the gopis, like in midday, when they s- they'll separate from the main group of boys. Krishna will go to Radhakund and Shamkund, and they'll he'll go along. But at other times also, um, they, when, in, in, for example, when Krishna comes down in the morning in the courtyard to go to herding the cows and so forth, then, then um, gopis who live in the vicinity of the Nandagram area they'll scurry up under the rooftops to, you know, catch a look at him, right? And in some days in Yavat, there's a at the there's a there's an area sometimes a kund referred to as Kishori kund because sometimes Kishori Radhika will go there and, and bathe there and Mandari's little sister dressing and so forth in that place and in that place there's a moon tower mm-hmm. and from that tower she can see the the cow shed mm-hmm. Krishna where Krishna will pass to go to the cow shed mm-hmm. so Narmasakas you know they're they're aware of this so then I. Krishna's with the other sakas, including Balaram, so he's not able to fully express his interest. So he wants to look up; his eyes want to look up, but he's battling between his head and his eyes. His head and his mind is aware of Balaram, so he's putting his head down. His eyes is taking him up, and of course, this something will stand out to his his Narma sakas. So Madhu Mangal will make some poetry about it, hmm. about how beautiful is it, it is the day at this time, the face of the sun is rising and and uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the stars are, are fading in, in his presence, the face of, in the face of Krishna and the gopis, when he looks up they run, they step back, oh, out of shyness, something like that as well. Uh, and so, uh, so then, and in this morning leela course at this time, six o'clock thereabouts and so forth, then so many are converging at at, at uh, in Nandagram. So there's ample opportunity for Narmasakas to meet with Yuteshwaris and messages for the day. And so, so on the way to the herding of the cows, they'll be whispering, tell him this. And sometimes your Guru Sak will say, give him the message. And then you can whisper into Krishna's ear, also. Hmm. Hmm. Right. So, so it's, it's going on. They're doing their thing in the midst of the others, but yeah, it's not a much of a concern for the others. Hmm. That uh, that side of Krishna's life is not a particularly a, a focus for them. Hmm. Do they? Is that your question? Well, the the question is, do they go out at night? Where are they in the pre-dawn? Those are two sections of the of the eightfold lila as well, right? We don't have any example of them in the pre-dawn, per se. One of the touching parts of the pre-dawn, when Krishna wakes and he's in the forest with Radha, and he's got to get back home before the the day fully manifests, and he's caught, and Radha's caught. There's a certain point when they actually separate and start to go their own ways. Hmm. Radha requires the help of her manjaris to carry her practically. That's hmm. it's very traumatic, and the same thing's happening to Krishna, but there's no. Nobody there to help him. 
but the Narmasakas would dream about helping him, and sometimes dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're dreaming, in their dreams they're carrying him, something like that. But they require some knowledge about that section of the Leela in order to render their service in other parts of the Leela. So, for example, when Krishna wakes up in the morning, one of the things that has happened in the pre-dawn is in the intimacy between Radha and Krishna, they've run off back home in different directions wearing part of one another's clothes. So, when Mother Yasoda wakes up Krishna and wears his, his saffron yellow chudder, he's wearing, is that a blue chudder? Is that Balaram's chudder? What, what? So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's part of uh, Radha's uh, rupa, clothes. Uh, and so, you need a fast-talking Priyanarmasaka, like, like Madhu Mangal, to, to keep Yasoda as the sun comes up in the dark <laughs> right? about <laughs> about Krishna's Leela. So he does some fast talking and switches, grabs that, hands that to Subal. He tucks it in. Later he will, the same thing's happening on the other side. When Mukara comes, the maternal grandmother of Radha comes to wake up. Uh, Radha, call her. What are you so late? It's Sunday. Uh, today you're going to worship the sun god. And what's this? What's this yellow chudder? Is that that Krishna's chudder? She likes that idea, but she's favorable. But she has to pr- pretend otherwise. And, and, and so then Vishaka Gopi will say, "It's just your eyesight with the sun on it. You're old, you know." So then she takes that and snatches that. And later in the morning, after the breakfast, then Subal will meet with Vishaka and they'll exchange what's going on. So, so in order to you know, participate uh, effectively in these types of service, they need some knowledge about that, hmm? right? that Leela, although they may not be present. But when they go, after milking, then after milking, then there's some they go to the Rangastala. It's, it's like a sporting arena. There's a sporting arena that's built in a circular fashion. And there Krishna plays different gymnastics and wrestling and sports with balls and so forth. And Balaram is the most uh, uh, best uh, at ball handling of all the cowherd boys. Hmm. Um, there, so that they they play in, in that in that way, and um, and there uh, at that hour, many minor birds and parrots they they come and land there, hmm? and so the in the midst of playing and sporting, the Narmasakas venture out into this, this park-like setting, and then they talk with the birds and these parrots, they're present. They're, they're, they're involved in waking up Radha and Krishna, telling them you got to get up and you got to get home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The day has come, which is the, the, the night for you. Yanisha Sarvabhutanam Tasyam Jagati Samyami. That's a whole... <laughs> from the Gita, Krishna talking about Radha Samyami. I won't go into that, but... So, what is night for the ordinary person is day for the. So, what is night for everybody else in in Braj is day for the Parada. What is day is night for her, right? But although the the day is night for her, hmm, when the sun just begins to not rise but turn the horizon, Aruna. This is the color of Sakirasa. So it's troublesome. The sun is coming up, but she knows. Oh, but I've got some friends. They will help me with this. Hmm. This is Subal, Madhumangal, these these type of Narmasakas. Some encouragement to face the day. Hmm. Their help will be there. So they need to know something about that. 
So they talk to the parrots. Parrots give them, and this happened and that and so forth. Hmm. So they're informed. Hmm. That is one way. Hmm. And then there's more, but to that. But in the evening, I'll get to that. But in the evening, late night, hmm, this other section of the leela. That was your question. Is there are the Pirinarmasakas present there? Hmm? Typically, no, but there are, are exceptions. We found in Raghunath, we find in Raghunath Das Goswami's writing a description of Subal hmm, and Krishna. Hmm, um, in the in, in, uh, in night, wandering and appreciating the forest and Krishna's feelings of separation for Radha are very strong. He says, you've got to go. Where is she? She's there. They were supposed to meet. And and uh, he, I think he's maybe at the spot and she's not there. So he sends Subal to get her. So Subal, uh, he goes and and finds her in the night. There she is with Rupa Manjari and Brenda Devi. And then he puts so Radha's hand on his shoulder. Brenda Devi's hand on Radha's shoulder. Rupa Manjari's hand on on Brenda Devi's shoulder. And then they walk and come to the place and facilitates the meeting. So there are some examples. There's a nice verse also in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, hmm, Rupa Goswami, where he uh, tells a gopi, what are you doing here? Hmm? Do you think that I'm that kind of boy? You should go home. I'm not that kind of a boy. <laughs> and uh, in his um, commentary on that, in, in Nectar of Devotion, Prabhupada places that in the in the evening, in the night. Narasali, a new gopi has come. Hmm? Sadhana Siddha. And Krishna says, I'm not that kind of boy. You should go home. And Subal, in Rupa Goswami's verse, is present and he's laughing. Hmm? So, some hasya rasa, hmm? right, in the midst of the Madhurya and Sakya. Hmm? So Prabhupada places it in the evening. So there are a couple of examples, possibilities there. Now beyond that, of course, our ideal is to enter into the Brajlila as a gopa or as a gopi, hmm? through the influence of Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are the macrocosmic gurus of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. So these are the currents, right, of of uh, feeling coming from Braj through them. Hmm? It's interesting to note also that in both sectors, Nityananda Prabhu's Sakya Bhav and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Madhurya Bhav, there are principal associates of each of them who are ideal in terms of being examples of sadhakas. So the Goswamis in particular, Nana, Shastra, what is it? Sankipu, Bhakanama, Gananati Bihi. They heard, they chanted regularly, they chanted their rounds, they did the parakram of Braj, they do the things that we do in their sadhaka deha. Amongst the associates of Mahaprabhu, we don't turn to um, Pundarik Vidyanidhi as an example of how to do sadhana, right? And there are many others as well. But we, we, we turn to the Goswamis. And it's interesting to note, as an aside, that amongst the principal associates of Nityananda Prabhu, Dharanda Tatakur, and uh, um, this um, uh, Gordas Pandit, and so forth, that they led very exemplary lives of sadhakas, and they were initiating gurus in Sakyaras in Bengal, and so forth. Hmm. And the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, did that. Hmm. There, grab. grab Gather those associates, that kind of dispensation, wide dispensation of 
so they they they, they took place. So they were uh, very nice examples of sadhakas. So how to act in the sadhaka deha, and they act the same way as the Goswamis acted, right? Basically, hmm. um, how to act in the way such a way in the sadhaka in, in the practitioner's body that it will give rise to a siddha deha. Perfect your sadhaka deha, and as you do proportionately, then the siddha deha will, will arise, right? So dasyarasa is our opportunity in Gorlila. Hmm? Because that's the relationship Rupa Goswami had with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's the relationship Raghunath Das Goswami had with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's the relationship that Udharanda uh, uh, Thakur and Gorilas uh, um, um, Pandit, etc., had with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Dasya Bhakti for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, and they are the macrocosmic gurus. Hmm? So in Gorlila, in Aprakat, the unmanifest Gorlila, then we have a service there in, in Dasya Bhakti. And as I said earlier, there are many different kinds of Dasya Bhakti. Hmm. Priti. Gaurava hmm. uh, Priti. Someone just wrote to me and said, if someone likes, someone will tend to like their sons and their own family, family first, more than their friends. So why wouldn't it be more pleasing to Krishna for the jivas to become his sons in some kind of some kind of obedient sons, dasya bhakti? And I said, well, because Krishna doesn't have any sons in Vrindavan. But that kind of bhakti, Gaurava Priti Rati, the type of Dasiras, is there in Dwarka, hmm? where Krishna has sons. But there is there is Aishvarya, so there's not the same intimacy that's possible. Hmm? So you, your theory, psychologically, in terms of human emotional sensibilities, which are, you know, there's a likeness here, Krishna leads to that doesn't apply because Krishna doesn't have any sons in in in, in the Braj Lila because he's a parakya he's a power more lover right etc so so that's one type of dasiras there are other types there's the parshadas also a type of dasiras like Parikshit Maharaj or Garuda in Dwarka. Yeah, then there's the uh, oh, there's the what is it? Um, Ashrita Das? Like the empowered positions of Devas like Brahma. Hmm? Indra. It's a type of Dasya also. Hmm? And then there are even divisions among some of these as well. Hmm? It's very, very complicated uh uh, chapter of uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, different types of dasiras. And then there are the Anugas, that, which means, in Rupa Goswami's term, these are the dasas in Vrindavan. Hmm? So they have dasya bhakti for Krishna. But their dasya bhakti isn't like this, um, like it is in Vaikuntha, Narayana. But they're, what they, they, their role is that they're like, Nandamaraj is a very wealthy from amongst cowherds, Cowherd, he's the king of the cowherds, so they got lots of cows, in other words, right? And so there's family, there's servants in the, in the household and so forth. So these are Raktak, Patrak, others, the, the, the Dasas. And um, they dress Krishna in the morning, help him dress and bathe him, help him pick out the color of the clothes he would wear and so forth, assist him in massage and these types of things. Hmm. Uh, so it's intimate. Hmm? But they're dasyas. They're not dasyas like by Kunta. Hmm? Right? Not like that. Hmm? So it's a very intimate setting. And they may also go out cowherding and carrying some um, some foods and other other things, assist and, and so on. And, as I said earlier, 
their dasya bhakti is touched with sakya. Hmm. And so, it, therefore, ho bhagyam, ho bhagyam, nanda gopabhajokasham, yon mitram paramanandam, puna brahma sanatanam. Brahma said, it's a land of sakya, mitram. Hmm. It covers all from, from dasya to maduriya, there's sakyas everywhere. It's also a land of Madhurya. That's a, that's another thing. <laughs> that's for sure. But not in the way that I'm talking about it. Hmm. Yeah. Everything is there. That is the Adhiras Janmadhyasya. If we take the first verse of the Bhagavatam and then we read it in light of the third verse, then we can make that kind of interpretation of Janmadhyasya. Janma, the birth of the original Rasa. Hmm. Madhurya rasa. It's the it's like the opposite of Sankhya. In Sankhya, in the Bhagavad Sankhya, first you have Ankar, you have you have Chitta, which is the Mahatattva, and you have a Hankar. And then a Hankar in connection with Rajaguna, right? As we were saying the other night, causes Buddhi to manifest. And then, and then, in contact with uh, with uh, sattva, the mind, manas manifests, and I think in touch with uh, um, with um, uh, rajas, so, so the senses also manifest, mm. uh, and so. But then, first comes hearing, and then there's the the tanmatra, the, the, the object of hearing, sound. Hmm? There's the sense of hearing and then there's sound. And then, from the sense of hearing and sound comes hearing and then touching and from touching comes seeing and from seeing comes tasting and from tasting comes smelling and the corresponding air, fire, water, and earth. Hmm? So it's an interesting feature of that Sankhya that the other elements besides sound are not directly coming from a hunkar touching rajas. But once the sound is manifest and hearing and the others manifest successively hmm? down to the earth. Rupa Goswami has used this example of Sankhya to talk about the different rasas. Hmm? But if we talk about Madhuri as the Adi Rasa, then we have to start with the earth. Hmm? The others are unfolding out of that backwards. Hmm? Do you understand? <laughs> hmm? And they're all required, in one sense, in, the, in our picture of Braj, for that. Uh, Madhurya Rasa to, to go on effectively. Hmm. Right? It's a very a very beautiful uh, picture. Therefore, the Chari Bhav, four Bhavas of, of Braj. Hmm. Um, so, was I answering a particular question? Father, I was answering yours. But, um, so, j- anyway, the original. Uh, so, so I'm saying the Dasya Rasa is important also. All the Rasas, it's a land of friendship, so it's all about Sakya Rasa, you can say. But you know, another way to look at it, of course, it's obviously all about Madhurya Rasa as well. Although Madhurya Rasa isn't, isn't really touching the, uh, manifesting in, the, in, the, in, the, in his Kumar Leela. Hmm? When it comes to the, just to the middle of the Poganda Leela, then it starts to starts to manifest, Purvarag. And of course in Kishore, that's fully fully manifest. Hmm. Um, but the whole thing is, is all about Parakya. And these are all elements of it. Um, so, um, anyway, so some thoughts about <laughs> all that. Bhakti Rasa. We talked about compassion last night. We said there was another kind of higher love so now, by your grace of your questions, now we've gone a little bit there in that direction.
So I should conclude that I should wrap the Dasya Rasa in Braj, then touched by Sakya. Hmm? So we'll with the stai will will develop accordingly. Stai bhav. Then that kind of Dasya bhav in Gorlila. Well, it's a little important for us to be somewhat acquainted with with Dasya Bhakti, Dasya Ras also. Because the Dasya Bhakti for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu in Gorlila, right? Worship there, like the Gosamis, like the Dvadasa Gopals and and worship there and worship in Nadia. Live in Vrindavan. Hmm? When you go, when you go to the gates and meet the Peter and Paul, the Rup and Raghunath, hmm? and they say, "Let me see if your name is in the book. Where are you coming from?" And you say, "I'm coming from Nabadweep." Forget the book. Come right in. Was coming with such credentials through through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Namsan Kirtan. Oh, come right in. You know, there's a train that goes from Navadweep to Vrindavan. It's called the Radharani Express. How appropriate. It's the express train, right? Prabodhananda Saraswati says. The more you worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the more closer you come to Radha. Hmm. Right? Sri Sri Radha Madhava ki jai. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Nitai Chand ki jai. Bodhi Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Vanchakalpaturubhyascha-kripa-sindhubhyevacha-patitanam-pavani-bhavishnabhibhanamunama-anantakoti-vaishnabhrindaki-jaya-kovipremanandi.